It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Gobble, 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 gobble. This is the Locked On Auburn podcast, the Thanksgiving edition of the show. I'm Zach Blackerby, and joining me in studio, not on Thanksgiving, we're recording this on Wednesday, so don't think we're jerks for not spending time with the people we love, and if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving, we're either sitting by Michael's Grill, Michael Pappas, or we're eating what you produced from the grill. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I just want to say... uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, talk about what we're thankful for on today's edition of the show or what Auburn fans should be thankful for. I want to say I'm thankful for you, man. Hey, I'm thankful for you too, Zach. I'm, it, it, I'm it's, especially thankful that you're having me over for Thanksgiving. You know, it's crazy. Uh, we've really only known each other for about a year, not mm-hmm. even quite a year. And uh, yeah, I mean, we've become best friends in a pretty short amount of time and, you know, doing this podcast together. It's fun. It's fun. So it's it's been a... It's been a blast, so thankful for you. Also, if you're listening, if you've listened at all to this show, we are extremely thankful for you um, making this thing happen. Also, on a semi-related note, thankful to have the uh, the Locked On Auburn Twitter page back. All you guys followed it so quick. Twitter thought it was weird. It thought we were like a Russian bot um, trying to get uh, President Trump reelected. So that's... um, Oh, there's a political joke for you to take to Thanksgiving. (laughs) Ha ha! Tell that to uh, maybe maybe uh, tell a good political joke. If you got a good political joke uh, on Thanksgiving, let us know. We're thankful for your voicemails as well. That's true. You can call the Locked On Auburn voicemail. Um, you could be like that dude who left us a one star review on iTunes because I had Tommy Tuberville on once. Two zero five five zero two four two eight five. It did think we were a bot. It did think we were a foreign bot. So I think that's interesting. All right, so. Um, we thought today on the show we would kind of talk about we I have five things. Do you have five things oh, yeah. that Auburn fans should be thankful for? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? Um I will go first so that your number one thing that Auburn fans should be thankful for is last. Oh, I didn't do any particular order. Oh. I oh. can't. I can't. I could look at it real quick and be like, okay, all right. Well, if you don't want them in order, then that's fine. I mean, the order doesn't really matter. I could do order. I'm okay. good. I'm good. All right, I'll go first. Uh, my number five thing that Auburn fans should be thankful for 
is the Locked On Auburn podcast. Wow. Slash Zach Blackerby. Holy cow. Slash me. Holy cow. Uh, I think that, you know, I've listened to a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts in sure. my day, and, and I think we, you especially, I think you do a good job of keeping this one uh, fresh and interesting, and I know doing it every single day is not easy for you. It's and, a grind. Um, I think that, and I should say, I think most people are very appreciative of how hard you especially work on this, and so I think so. Yeah, people have been great. People I would been be super nice. Remiss about it. if I didn't put this on my uh, my thankful list, and I selfishly am thankful for the Locked On Auburn podcast because I get to be on it a lot, and I have a lot of fun doing it. Well, man, I, I, I'm glad that you enjoy doing it. I'm glad that you enjoy doing it. I don't even have to ask. You like see me leave my office at around. 10 o'clock or so in the morning, you're like, you going to pod? I'm like, yeah, dude, come on. And so uh, it's, been, it's been fun. It's been fun. So I, I, I appreciate that. All right, my, uh, my fifth most, I, get, I don't know how to say that. All right, we're just going Number to Number five from, thing. Okay. I want to say uh, Auburn fans should be thankful for great beat writers. Uh, I think Auburn fans are, uh, are, are blessed to have good, really talented folks to cover this team. And despite you know it being kind of a smaller fan base in the grand scheme of things, there's a bunch of people on the beat. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think Justin Ferguson, Josh Vitale, and Brandon Marcello. I think all of them are incredible. I think JG Tate and Brian Matthews and, and Matthew Lee or Jeffrey Lee, excuse me, over at uh, at Auburn Rivals do a fantastic job. And you know, I personally subscribe to the folks at Auburn Undercover, Brandon Marcello and Keith Niebuhr. Um, are, are the best in the biz. I mean, Marcelo gets awards all over the place. And then mm-hmm. as far as in the recruiting world, Keith Niebuhr, I mean, very few people are respected more than what Keith does and, you know, the way that they keep those boards updated. Jason Caldwell and Mark Murphy with ITAT, you know, they merged with 247. They've, um, you know, they've been doing it for forever, you know. And so they, uh, back when Auburn was on probation back in 93, my parents were living in, uh, in uh, Tallahassee. And the only way... The only way that they were able to kind of keep up with what was going on back then is these weekly newsletters that uh, Inside the Auburn Tiger sent out every week. And they thought they were really in the know down in, uh, down in Orlando. So I want to say that folks, and I'm sure less some folks out there, but um, yeah, I think Auburn fans should be really thankful for the talent that they have and just the, the hardworking workaholics the, uh, that, that cover this team. Yeah. Uh, we had a conversation actually right before we came on, Zach, <laughs> you and I did, and uh, you said that you had some stuff on your list you didn't think would be on mine, and I said I have some stuff on my list I didn't think would be on yours, and I'm guessing that was one of the things you didn't think would be on mine. Yeah, did you have it? Yes, it ah. will. It will be featured on my list later. All right, so, what's your number four? Let's move on. My number four is uh, Under Armour, but that was but, not on mine. But I, I want to. There's a reason. Protect the so, house. No. Click clack. <laughs> No. You remember when uh, yeah. Tommy Tupperville would be on the big screen? Click clack. <laughs> the. It's not funny. I'm it sorry. Is Go ahead. Basically, the quality and amount of Auburn gear that you can go buy is outrageous. And okay. I know that's not all Under Armour, but uh, so my. My parents went to UCLA. They're UCLA fans. And at UCLA, all of the gear has to be officially licensed to use the UCLA logo. And so it was difficult for like my whole life to find really cool stuff that I wanted to buy to support UCLA when I was a UCLA fan because my parents were, and now I'm not. But, uh, you know, there's a very, very large difference between the market for 
you know, the Auburn gear and gear that other schools have, and I think a big part of that is Under Armour. See, that's something I, I, I didn't even think about. I didn't even think about that. This is why this is good. There's so yep. much negativity going on right now. It's good to focus on the good things. Yeah. So I'm thankful that I can go to, you know, the vast majority of websites or stores that sell college football, college whatever gear and find some cool Auburn stuff. I absolutely love that. All right, my number four thing that Auburn fans should be thankful for is the Captain Bo Nix Twitter account. Really? I think it's the funniest thing in the world. It crack, It slays me. Interesting. No, you don't like that one? Um, I like the idea. I liked it when the Andrew Luck guy did it first. Sure. I thought the Andrew Luck one was very funny. Sure. Um, I don't have an issue with people... Ripping off other people's... I don't, I, don't have an issue that with That doesn't it. really bother me either. I just... Because there's I a Pat know. Mahomes one that's pretty popular uh, now. I so... I haven't read a ton of these tweets, so I don't want to say that I don't think they're that funny because I've only seen like two or three. Yeah, I, w- I would read some of them, but the accent that I can read it in my head, I can't produce. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Try your best. Do your best. All right, here's the most recent one <clears throat> at the time of this recording. Dearest mother, intelligence suggests a major attack by forces from within our own state. However, a funny incident occurred today which broke the tension for a moment. A leader of bulldog puppies ran onto the drill field. It was a funny sight, which the men quite enjoyed. Bo. You're not feeling it. I don't get it. You're not feeling it. That's fine. When were there? It was the Sanford. He was, they were dissing oh, Sanford. Okay, I get it. So I was thinking Georgia, and I was like, I don't really. No, I do get <sighs> Maybe that. Maybe I'm off on this. I have Maybe a... I'm off on no, this. No, I, I mean, I'm sure if I read more of them, I would think they were funny. Uh also, I have a what? Which war is he supposed to be a captain from? I don't know. I just like the Twitter page. Okay, man. I'm sorry. It, I, Would it be better if I put the drunk Obby Twitter account? Would you like that better? Um. All right, you don't like my number how four. About, just, no, you, I'm you fine with your number four. Look, man, if you're thankful for it, then it's fine. Being th- I'm sure there are a lot of people that like no, it. No, the list is what Auburn fans should be thankful yeah. for. They should be thankful for just the Auburn Twitter community in general. Maybe that's what I should have done. All right, you're number three. Uh, The competitiveness of the Auburn sports teams. And by that I mean that they're not all terrible because... Which ones are you think? Terrible? Mm Mm-hmm. You're insinuating anything? I'm sorry, I don't think any of them are really terrible. I mean, they're all competitive. Volleyball's pretty bad. Okay. Besides volleyball. Volleyball's terrible. They're all... And the... The fact that it's obvious that the university and the administration and, and whomever want all the teams to be as successful as they can be, and I think that that is something Auburn fans should definitely be thankful for. You know, you're not in a situation like Arkansas where you know you're not really competing in anything right now. You're not in a situation like Vanderbilt where you know no one goes to the games because yeah. there's no point. You know, you're going to lose. I mean, and, and so. Just being in, in that situation where anytime you're like, oh, Auburn's playing, you can turn on the TV and there's a there's a pretty good shot Auburn is going to win that game. And if not, it sh- it's probably going to be a rather exciting game. Sure. All right. We're on number three. Mm-hmm. All right. Auburn fans should be thankful for Jonathan Jones, Brandon King, and Jarrett Stidham. Okay. So my number two... <laughs> Uh, 
Go ahead. The, the, those are all Patriots players, in case you guys In didn't case you know. didn't get the joke, right. Uh, my number two is uh, the beat writers and the people that cover the team. Uh, like you said, I, I think they all do an incredible job. And if anyone goes out and reads stuff from beat writers that are uh, that cover the teams that Auburn plays, I know I've done that a little bit myself, and I just think... The guys don't sleep. Yeah. They do not sleep. And I, th- I, just, I think there's a very noticeable difference between the guys that cover Auburn and the guys that cover some of the other teams just in, in skill level, whether it's yeah. pure like writing skill level or choosing stories to write, keeping your stuff interesting. And they, they make like each that. other better. They make Absolutely. each other better, too, and you can tell. And it's almost like, you know, if somebody puts out a story first, it's okay, uh, you know, like, especially if it's like a feature type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, I can't put that out right now. So there's always this pressure of, of you know, competitiveness and, you know, making sure, you know, I think guys kind of have different roles. Like Marcelo's kind of the guy who breaks most of it. Tom Green gets in there every now and then. James Crepia back when he was at AL.com did a great job with that. And then, you know, SEC Country kind of back when it was a thing kind of served its own purpose. Now that's kind of disbanded. AL.com's kind of taken over more of the aggregate stuff, um, which is interesting. And then, you know, I, I think Josh Vitale does a good job of of kind of covering football and, and basketball. That Justin with The Athletic is incredible. I mean, you and I have talked about that time and time again, how talented Justin Ferguson is. And so uh, they're all a little bit different. And it's kind of funny. I've gotten to the point where I can read something and then, like, who wrote this? And then look up at the top and kind of guess it. Because everybody, you know, you just kind of get to know these mm-hmm. people and how they write. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, so uh, was that your number two? Yes. My number two is Auburn fans should be thankful for Butch Thompson. Uh, I, I think he's an incredible coach. I think he's going to be at Auburn, uh, the helm of uh, Auburn baseball's program for uh, for a very long time. And, you know, he gave folks um, a number one draft pick a few years ago with Casey Mize. The Omaha run last year, I mean, that was so fun to watch. And just, you know, the competitiveness of the SEC in baseball. I mean, I think it's more competitive in SEC baseball than any conference in any sport, yeah, at, you know, at any level. So, and he's just an incredible human. He's an incredible man. You know, you and I have listened to some of the voicemails. Painter put out that question a few weeks ago. It's like, what do you want from an Auburn head coach? Talking about Gus Malzahn, if you were to replace him. And, you know, a lot of people talked about running a clean program. You know, you want that Auburn man. And Butch Thompson is, I mean, he is one of the best humans on the planet. And, you know, I've told the story on the podcast before, but <clears throat> he came on, you know, to preview the postseason going into like two years ago. And then last year he came on to preview the season. And uh, he had asked, you know, he had asked something about, you know, if I had a girlfriend or a wife or something the first time. And I'm like, hey, you know, coach, I'm actually getting married in a few months. And then he remembered when he came back on like 10 months later. And so um, he asked how that was going and, you know, just genuinely cares about the people that he talks to. It's not a political thing. It's not a, you know, I just want to make you feel good. I want to make, you know, the small talk kind of make things better. But he genuinely cares about every person he talks to. And he's doing a heck of a job at Auburn baseball. So, uh, I, that is my number two. I think Auburn fans should be extremely thankful for Butch Thompson. My number one is the community, just the Auburn community, um, as literally as you know the town of Auburn and the university, which is just beyond beautiful, and, and getting to come back for those of you, I guess I don't, but for those of you who live out of town, um, who get to come back for games or events or graduations or or whatever you're in town from? Yeah. It's it's a wonderful place to come back to, and then on top of that, the people are are just tremendous. And whether it's 
whether it's you know on Twitter like we were talking about earlier. I mean, even Butch Thompson talking about Auburn man, whatever, and being such a nice guy. Not only that he would come and and sit down and do an interview, but I mean, just thinking about some of the guys that we've gotten, you've gotten to come on this show, and, and I think it's just a great example of how the Auburn community is so great to each other and really so great to to other people. I can't begin to to say how many people I know that have that are have never been to Auburn and come and are like all the people were so nice. Yeah. Just walking around before the football game, everyone's like, hey, how are you? You need anything? Can you want some food? You want a beer? Right. You want anything? And I, I think that is something, you know, we've made comments about the Auburn family slogan before and how it's uh it kind of cuts both ways sometimes. Sure. But I, I do think that there is something about Auburn and about the people that are here and the people that came from here or support the school that that is really unlike many, many places around the country. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have uh, my wife's family. They're from Ohio. They come down every few months or so. And every time they come down, they're like, man, I really love it here. I mean, you guys got it. You guys got a good thing going down here. And I'm like, you know, it's pretty great. It's pretty great. And, you know, people ask me all the time, like, you know, you know, before Lee and I kind of, you know, set our roots and, you know, start a family or whatever, they're like, you ever think about leaving? And, you know, I'm like, we've talked about it. But then when you look at it, it's like everybody's moving back here. Like everybody's fighting for ways to get back here. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why? That that has to mean something. That has to mean something. So, you know, and you, you look at just how, the, you know, I, I cover... I, I kind of cover the Auburn Opelika area in Lee County from a news perspective of my, you know, my morning show on WA&I, and it ranks first in all of these things. And, you know, it, it's, it's on all of these, you know, acclaimed lists as far as economic development and growth and places to retire, like across the country. And obviously a place is really well in the state, too. I mean, outside of Huntsville, I mean, it's first on all of those lists. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a great place to be. That's a good one. My number one one is... Um, is Bruce Pearl. <laughs> I mean, Auburn fans, and I think they are, uh, extremely thankful for Bruce Pearl. Obviously, you know, there's been, just growing up in Auburn and, and, and going to school there, there's been a lot of really, really cool moments. You know, just being in the student section second row when the kick six happened. or But you were in the second row for the kick six? I was. I was in the fourth row. How about that? Oh, my gosh. Were you in fraternity seating? No. Oh, okay. I was in... Um, yeah, I was in the fraternity block seating. I was in SGA's block, I think. Okay, so you were to our left. I wasn't even a student, but, you know. Oh, yeah, I guess you wouldn't have been. Mm-mm. You were so young. So young. So young. My sister was But that or, like, you know, the cam back and, you know, some of the the exciting historical games, you know, that happened at, at Plainsman Park, you know, with Auburn beating Clemson and... All that good stuff for, you know, Beardy's Coliseum being packed out when Auburn was undefeated and women's basketball playing Tennessee. I mean, there's been there's been countless games where you just kind of think back. And you're like, man, I'm really glad I got to be a part of that. But nothing, nothing will ever. I don't think as far as a team goes, that final four run last year. I mean, that was um, that was something that I think Auburn fans are going to hold on to for a really long time. It was magical. There was I mean. Obviously, the way it ended at Virginia isn't great, especially the way yeah. it ended. You know, I think a lot of Auburn fans would have felt like they just would have gotten beat. But the, um, I just don't think anything's ever going to replace that. I mean, that's going to last a long, long time. You know, and obviously in high school, it's a big Auburn fan, and in college, a big Auburn fan, and 
you look at you know the kick six and just being a part of that, and it's like a, a team I pull for. Like, will anything ever top that? And then the Malcolm Butler pick happens, and then the twenty-eight to three Super Bowl happens. I'm just working it in here. We're talking about being thankful. That's something I'm thankful for. Six rings. That's all I'm saying. But it's um, it's cool. I mean, being an Auburn fan is uh, you know, f- people focus on the inconsistencies. You know, the Malzahn era, but there's been a lot of good too. There's been a lot of good too, and you know. Bruce Pearl bringing SEC championships in, got a regular season, <clears throat> got a tournament championship. You also, Auburn fans now have a reason to watch the NBA once Chumo Kiki comes back from injury. So I think that'll be exciting as well. I think they should be thankful for Isaac Okoro, and I think they should be thankful for Sharif Cooper. That's my list. <laughs> uh, I, I agree, obviously. I mean, with both Bruce Pearl and Butch Thompson. I'm not sure if we've talked about this. I definitely don't think we talked about it into microphones, but uh, I was the the (coughs) auctioneer at a charity auction not too long ago. Yeah, I kind of volunteered you for that. Yeah, you did. Uh, It was I had a good time. It was a good experience, good cause, and everything. But one of the items they auctioned off was a basketball that had been signed by Bruce Pearl and a football that had been signed by Gus Malzahn. Yeah, I think you got one of each. I don't think they signed the same ball. Okay. Either way. Um, I would rather have two separate things yeah. if I was buying that. Yeah. Anyway, they like, like no one really was bidding on it. And I was kind of like, regardless of what you think about Gus Malzahn, if Auburn, let's say, you know, disaster happens and Auburn doesn't make another Final Four for a decade, right? That basketball. Well, they probably won't. Like, I mean, statistically, that's they're yes. probably not going to. Correct, but let's okay. So let's extend it twenty years, thirty years, whatever. Auburn doesn't make another Final Four. That Bruce Pearl signed basketball from you know right after they won the Final Four is a pretty valuable. I mean, the only Auburn coach to take Auburn basketball to a Final Four. Sure. And so I, I was just all the other things they were auctioning off were like dinners at restaurants and things like that, like great stuff that you could spend time with your family. Obviously, it's for a great cause, so any yeah. anything matters. But I was like. This is the one thing that could like really, really increase in value. Mm. And mm. I was like, if I had $250, I'd buy it. Is that what it went for? I think so, yeah. For both. Really? Yeah, the ball, both balls. Or the ball with both signatures. I right? guess the issue with that, and obviously what you were doing was a big fundraiser, so it's not really about you know paying face value for what it's worth, but the they both sign like everything. Like, it's not oh, hard to get true. either of their signatures. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, like, Tiger Talk. And Bruce Pearl is extremely accessible, you know? So. They're also both very nice guys. Like, I mean, like we've been saying, if you ask, usually they'll sign stuff. Yeah. Okay. Story. So, one time after a football game, I was at Waffle House. The Gus's Waffle House, right? The one he always goes to after games. Did he show up? Yeah. Yeah. And so we were sitting in the booth. Next, oh, they like wouldn't let anyone sit in the. This was after the time they went and didn't get served, but they like wouldn't let anyone sit in the booth. And um, so we ended up in the booth right next to them. And so a couple people came and asked Gus for a picture or an autograph or something. And I've never seen Gus smile as big as when these two girls came up and asked for him to take a picture of them and his wife. That's awesome. Yeah, and he was like so happy and like took the picture or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, he's been on the Pat Dye show before, 
and he and coach, I mean, both of, the, both of them obviously have coached at Auburn. And he, uh, they really talked a lot about how much they love the Auburn students and how they feel like it's a, um, it's a special place because Auburn uh, attracts special people. And I think that's true. I mean, I look around, you know, a lot of my friends that graduated from there and, you know, some kind of upperclassmen there and they seem like good, solid people, you know, and I think I'm biased a little bit because, you know, I, I, I just know them super well and, you know, I love these folks, but I don't, there's no way, you know, the rest of the world is, is like this bubble that Auburn is in. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know, we've got a little sentimental, but you know, it's, it's been fun. It's, hey, it's been Thanksgiving. Fun. It's Thanksgiving. Be thankful. We're thankful for you guys. We'll uh, we'll jump into Iron Bowl. I got a I got a prediction. I, I got my score score prediction ready to go for the Iron Bowl. We'll do that on tomorrow's show. Um, I'm going to ask you to do a score prediction as well. You probably got one in your head too, or something close to, to it. Nothing. Auburn. You calling it now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's the scoring breakdown for that? A hundred to zero. But like. How do you get to 100? How many touchdowns? How many field goals? Safeties? What's going on? How do you oh, wow. do that? Oh, wow. Just some on-the-spot math here. You are the you got a master's degree in engineering. I don't feel bad about asking you a math question. Uh, f- what, 15 touchdowns would be 105, so 14 touchdowns. And a safety? And a safety. Okay. I wonder if that happened if Anders would make all the PATs. <laughs> Not even kidding. Like I, I think you would. I, n- I don't think you would. Really? Fifteen? Yeah, I feel like you would. Fourteen. I feel like you would. He'd break the record for whatever most PATs in a game, and, the and then one. miss the next one. <laughs> and we'd be thankful for it, dead gum. Yeah, we would. <laughs> All right, man. Well, cool. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Michael. Happy Thanksgiving to all those folks listening. We'll be back tomorrow for the pre-Iron Bowl edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.